Well, it's Groundhog Day. Again? Groundhog Day. I love Groundhog Day. I could do Groundhog Day again and again. I could. I got. I love that. I said, why, I, why is it only once a year, Michael? We should have Groundhog Day more than once a year. We had, uh, but uh, Punks Tony Phil came out. And what happened, Michael? What happened to Punks Tony Phil? Turns out uh, we've got uh, promise of an early spring. Early spring is in the cards this year, which is, uh, I think, better than six more weeks of winter. But Punks Tony Phil isn't always correct. I know that might be hard to believe. Uh, doesn't always get it right. In fact, uh, probably gets it wrong more often than gets it right. But it's more fun than uh, any Democrat-run city. So, so we got that going for us. It is fun. February 2nd, Groundhog Day. Early spring, not six more weeks of winter. I think all the reporters have more fun going to Punxsutawney. Because of the Bill Murray movie, right? You'd probably try to stay at a little bed and breakfast in an old Victorian house and do half the things that are in the uh, in the movie, the movie Groundhog Day, which is a ton of fun. I assume it's uh, all over television today, right? Uh, it's called Groundhog Day. If you know you got a movie called New Year's Eve, you'd probably show it on New Year's Eve. And uh, this, after all, is uh, it's probably more interesting than New Year's Eve. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Well, uh, good Friday to you, as they say, and uh, and welcome back. Uh, we remain at 888-630-9625. We have a lot of mayhem that the Democrats are inflicting upon the United States of America with all their crimes and their looting and their carjackings and their shootings. And, you know, the Democrats are a violent political party. We know that. And, um, and I've got some updates for you on that from Portland to Oakland, uh, and uh, and beyond Washington D.C. for that matter, where the uh, the guy who is the chief law enforcement officer in Washington D.C. says, you know, you can't arrest and prosecute your way out of crime. That's what he said. That's of course what's the word, Michael? Ridiculous, completely ridiculous. You know, you can't fight your way out of World War II. You uh, you can't uh, arrest and convict your way out of a crime wave. I they, I think they. You know, as is so often the case, they use the words, but they don't know what they mean. Speaking of using the words, but they don't know what they mean, the Washington Post today is all over all over that score. The lead editorial in the Washington Post today is, no, comma, the economy isn't good, period. It's great. It's They're like the Tony the Tiger of uh, journalism here. It's uh, the economy isn't good. No, the economy isn't good. It's great. That's the Washington Post. They're doing their part for the Democrat Party. It's a Democrat Party front organization, the Washington Post. And it's kind of ironic with, uh, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos, one of the richest men in the history of the world, also known as Dr. Evil. He's Dr. Evil as well. The owner of the Washington Post, he bought it like some people buy shoes. And, uh, and it hasn't gotten any better since he became, but he's sucking up to the Democrats wherever you go, which is kind of funny because they've got a gun to everybody's head and they'll punish you. They'll destroy you. If you cross them, so you might as well preempt that by just sucking up to them. Pretty amazing stuff. Also, Eugene the Racist Robinson at the Washington Post. He's still typing over there, as I understand it. A, uh, they gave him a typewriter many years ago. He's been typing ever since. And uh, his headline on the op-ed page, Attention, MAGA bros. MAGA bro. Don't call me your bro, okay? MAGA bros. Taylor Swift isn't the villain. You really need to get off the internet, Eugene. You try the real world. It's 
I know it's getting uh, much more violent because of you guys and everything, but pretty amazing stuff. You guys. Mm-mm-mm. The Democrat Party. Uh, attention, mega bros. Taylor Swift isn't the villain. Mm. Well, you guys have turned her into a political operative, though. So, you know, when Taylor Swift decides to become a, a political operative, another Democrat political operative with a Gulfstream jet, right? Because that's, you know, the Democrats love uh, political operatives who are very concerned about the the health of the planet and our CO2 levels. And they all fly around on Gulfstream jets, don't they? Who is it? What is John Kerry now? Joe? Oh, John Kerry left. And now uh, who's the new dipstick that is our uh, climate czar? We've got a new climate czar. Somebody who'll do a bang up job. I'll, uh, I'll get back to that because, you know, our government fixing the climate is something you can count on. They can't fix a road. I don't think they're going to fix the climate. But uh, just scratching the surface there on some of the dimwittery that I've been provided with today. Uh-uh-uh. They're, they're on the front page uh, of this fake newspaper. EU, the European Union. EU set to send billions to Kiev, which they pronounce Kiev down at the Washington Post. Hungary's Orban drops opposition, uh, but he's a fascist, isn't he? They, they, they hated him yesterday. Ukraine faces desperate shortage of cash, comma, ammo. Well, you're in a war. Uh, what do you need more, ammo or cash? It's a proxy war we're fighting with Russia. Uh, we're like the Houthis. Well, actually, the Ukrainians are like the Houthis. We're like Iran in this one. But I'll get, uh, I'll get back to some of that amazing stuff. Uh, and they're attacking Taiwan, providing arms to Russia and to Putin, Vladimir Putin. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, now, let me, because they, they, one of the funny things that Michael brought to my attention this morning, Michael Piercy across from here in our humble studio, is uh, pretty amazing out of San Mateo, California. That's in California. San Mateo County becomes first in U.S. to declare loneliness as a public health emergency. Well, maybe you're just not lovable. Maybe nobody likes you for good reason. Maybe Californians have become so annoying that uh, you can't even spend time with each other. I'm so lonely, so lonely, so lonely and sad Poor Kim, poor little Kim. On his little throne. He works very hard. Yes, they become the first in the nation to declare loneliness as a health emergency, but they have a solution. KGO in San Francisco has the story. With a unanimous vote by the Board of Supervisors, San Mateo County has become the first county in America to recognize recognize loneliness as a public health emergency. We have 45% of the people who find themselves being lonely, being lonely like little Kim. It's very sad who suffer from loneliness. Maybe you should stop being annoying. Honestly, that, you know, you wouldn't be lonely if uh, people could stand to stand to spend time with you, but wait, it gets better because um, the, they passed this, uh, this resolution there. They've got elected officials that passed this loneliness thing. And in the uh, resolution that they passed, uh, they asked the governor to create a new minister of loneliness. They want a minister of loneliness for the state of California. Remember when it used to be like Baywatch and, uh, 
you know, people running up and down the beach, scantily clad with those floaty things and looking for people to save in the ocean. Uh, California was the bee's knees. It was everything. It was all that. It was the envy, not just of the country, but of the world. Now, it's uh, really, if it fell into the ocean, it might be a better thing for mankind. Ask the governor, just extraordinary, to create a, a min- I love the Soviet language too, the minister of loneliness. I know of the minister of loneliness who is here for the lonely, and, and he's got idea. We will now play duck, duck, goose to alleviate loneliness, uh, and you will be the one goose. Uh, and, and how many times have I said this, but they, they take things that used to be Monty Python, like you know, Life of Brian, yes, you are all individuals. And then the whole crowd chants in unison, yes, we are all individuals, right? And now they're all chanting in unison at Occupy Wall Street and at We Love Hamas and Hate the Jews rallies and shutting down traffic and gluing themselves to things. And they're all chanting in unison like Monty Python. And, and now they want to have a minister of loneliness. Uh, they should probably create some more ministries in California, too. I'm sorry to have kept you waiting, but I'm afraid my, uh, my walk has become rather sillier recently, and so it takes me rather long. Now then, um, what was it again? Well, sir, I, I have a, a silly walk, and I'd like to obtain a government grant to help me develop it. It's the Ministry of Silly Walks. And in California, the Minister of Loneliness, who is all by himself in a giant building in California. It's very sad. And it's next door to the Ministry of Silly Walks because California has become a Monty Python skit, but a violent one, a very violent one. Uh, just extraordinary. Man, oh, Manischewitz. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. A trend, the county surgeon general, the pandemic of loneliness. County statistics have shown loneliness explode among the local population. This is uh, California. Go out and take a walk. It's, the weather is nice. It's beautiful. You have a bunch of, you know, crackhead, meth-smoking, fentanyl-downing, dope-smoking neighbors. Maybe uh, they're lonely, too. Mm-mm-mm. Just amazing. Oh, yeah, speaking of which, in Kansas City, where the uh, three people died in the backyard, uh, probably won't come as a shock. It was uh, found that they, uh, the three people that went in the backyard fell asleep and died probably of hypothermia or heart failure after uh, freezing because it's cold there. It's Kansas City in uh, January, you know, and now it's February, of course. But the uh, it was cold. And it turns out the, uh, the early results are in uh, from the toxicology report. And uh, all of them had fentanyl in their bloodstreams, shock of shocks, cocaine in their bloodstreams, THC, smoking dope, doing lines, couple of bumps. Fentanyl makes its way in there. Somehow, all three of them go outside, uh, apparently fall asleep at the same time, and then die. It's a horrible, tragic story. And the communist Chinese are behind it with their funneling fentanyl into the United States of America. But there it is. They, uh, and, you know, uh, even they weren't lonely, like in San Mateo, California. Very sad, San Mateo, California. The roneriest place in all of California, maybe. But you really got to have a minister of loneliness in California. What would that minister do? Just sit in a room by himself, staring at the floor, throwing cards into a hat. How sad. Maybe Hillary Clinton. We could make Hillary Clinton the minister of loneliness in California. She could have another government position. I think that would be a good position for her because nobody wants to hang out with her.
Everybody knows that. Nobody wants to vote for her. Nobody wants to hang out with her. She's the worst chief diplomat we've ever had, bombing countries month after month, continent after continent. When world leaders are murdered, she laughs as our chief diplomat and says, we came, we saw, he died. That's uh, She's, uh, wow, I got to tell you, if she were a Roman emperor, she'd be Caligula. But a lonely Caligula. Caligula all alone in the horse stable. That's uh, Hillary Clinton. Very, very sad. I really want, I really want the California to create a minister of loneliness, though. I, I do. I think that's perfect. We came, we saw, he died. <laughs> uh, that was about Muammar Gaddafi, and uh, she was our chief diplomat at the time. That's, that's your Democrat party for you. Crime, mayhem, war, pandemonium, world leaders, Benghazi. What difference at this point does it make? She uh, didn't send help for our ambassador and our brave American heroes that died at Benghazi. And then she uh, cried, well, what difference at this point does it make? What difference at this point does it make? Yeah, that sounded just like me. That's uh, how about that. So uh, also yesterday, this is happening while we were on the air yesterday. Joe Biden was colluding with uh, ABC fake news, you know, George Stephanopoulos, a Clinton administration official, a Democrat Capitol Hill staffer, and then poof, magically, he's a journalist at ABC News. This is the merger of state and corporate power that Benito Mussolini warned us about. But as ABC News and the Biden White House were colluding yesterday, ABC had a camera crew and presumably a reporter in the home of one of the three Americans that was killed by Iran uh, in that drone attack in Jordan. And um, Joe Biden, I don't think I want to get to it right now. I think Michael's got his uh, uh, finger on the trigger there, I can see, to run the audio. Biden, uh, Biden called in to the, to the family, and ABC News was there to capture it. And Joe Biden lied about his son, Beau, to the family again. One of many lies that he tells over and over and over again, even when he's been given bottomless Pinocchios and things. But he keeps telling this lie. And yesterday he lied to one of the families of uh, one of our brave American troops that was killed by Iran in Jordan. And Joe Biden will go to Dover Air Force Base today. Uh, Dover Air Force Base today for the return of the the three bodies of our troops. Um, and uh, we're just hoping he doesn't keep checking his watch like he did after he arranged for the last calamity. He visited Michigan yesterday, and the Arabs and the Muslims are organizing against him in the key state of Michigan. It's kind of a political jihad. Turns out we already know that Joe Biden curses everybody out behind the scenes. A new story from left-wingers that he curses up a storm about President Trump as well. He's keeping it classy. I've got a Tara Reid update. She was sexually assaulted by Joe Biden when she worked for him on Capitol Hill. Billionaires to the rescue for the Democrats in California. And, uh, boy, I got CNN, the FBI border stories, and catastrophes in Democrat-run cities across America coming up today on this Happy American Friday. (laughs) 
Uh, we're at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. And I have to make a correction. I have a correction to make. We do that here. CNN doesn't. ABC doesn't. Patrick on uh, Twitter. Patrick M. He put it out. Actually, the video, the family was shot by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and then shared with ABC News. And thank you for that, uh, Patrick. ABC News didn't have the crew in there, but they got the video from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. So we got the White House, the Biden White House, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and ABC News. And I want, to, I want to share some of that story with you in this hour um, because uh, Joe Biden again lied uh, to the lied to the family. Now, I think he's lying to himself too, but it's okay because he's a Democrat. And the media, I looked at story after story, and uh, the media, for the most part, there are a couple of outlets that are saying, hey, Joe Biden told that phony story again, and he's a big liar. But the Democrats are doing everything they can to get him across the finish line because it's an election year, even though it's 200 million days away or whatever it is. Never mind that. The Washington Post lead editorial, no, the economy isn't good. It's great. And if you don't believe that, then there's something wrong with you. That's what they tell you because everything's great. The economy couldn't be better. Never mind your personal experiences. That doesn't matter. Uh-uh-uh. Uh, front page of the Metro section, they're attacking the police again. Oh, and as, uh, that's a big theme today, as a matter of fact. The Democrats doing in the police and doing in us at the same time. Have they selected a minister of loneliness yet in California? It's not as sad as the Hillary Clinton story, but close. Uh, let's take a phone call. Then I want to get to Joe Biden yesterday in the news media and his call to a uh, new Gold Star family where he lied to them. And the media is fine with that because the media loves lying more than Joe Biden. Well, maybe not more, but there are more media than there are Joe Bidens. So maybe that explains it. Let's go to, uh, let's see. Let's go to Philip of Aragon. Philip, formerly of Arlington. Philip, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris, and thanks for taking my call. We are in a national security nightmare. America's in five proxy wars. We're close to a cyber war. We've got a military manpower crisis, a looming weapons shortage, and a scandal with the Secretary of Defense. Chris, may I elaborate? Sure. The U.S. and NATO are in a proxy war with Russia through Ukraine, as you said last hour, with the biggest conflict in Europe since World War II, with hundreds of thousands of casualties on both sides. Yep. 
the U.S. international community are in a proxy war with Iran via the Houthis, as you also said, in and around the water space of Yemen with dozens of ship attacks and two dead Navy SEALs. The U.S. is in a proxy war with Iran in the Middle East, in Jordan, Syria, and Iraq, with hundreds of attacks against our facilities with three dead soldiers. We are in a proxy war with Iran via Israel, with 20 dead Americans among the 1,200 dead Israelis, and still, Chris, six American hostages. And we have a fifth column here in the United States, with Hamas supporters blocking critical infrastructure like bridges, tunnels, airports, and hospitals. And we're in a proxy war with China via Latin American cartels with fentanyl bombs, killing tens of thousands of Americans each year. And we're in a proxy war with international terrorists, using the cartels to flood our country with tens of thousands of military-aged males, including hundreds on the terrorist watch list. We are in a pre-phase of cyber war with China and other countries probing our critical infrastructure. We have a military personnel crisis with not meeting our recruiting goals and the smallest army since before World War II. And finally, our Secretary of Defense went missing from his duty station. And had he been an Army Captain Chris, he would have been court-martialed. It all adds up to a national security nightmare. You summed that up beautifully, Philip. I've got to say, I think you had notes in front of you. That was very, very well done. Uh, that's great stuff, and you're 100% right. And, it's, and uh, you know, the New York Times in 60 Minutes have not summed it up as well as you did uh, just there. Extraordinary, and you're 100% correct. And I have been using the term proxy war and that, you know, we're fighting a proxy war with Russia. You're right, and I, I talked about that the last few days also. And, and you're absolutely right. You framed it up correctly. Uh, and, and the FBI director was on Capitol Hill the other day, played audio of him, saying that uh, China is uh, raring up to tap into our hack, into our cyber warfare that you correctly described, uh, our critical infrastructure, our water systems, our electrical grid, our, our air traffic control system, uh, and everything else. And China's ready to pull the trigger at any time. They have campuses filled with hackers and skyscrapers that uh, plot and scheme and put together plans to attack and undermine the United States. And we had the, uh, the CEOs of uh, the, the tech firms on Capitol Hill the other day and TikTok, which TikTok is not allowed in China because they're using it to manipulate children in the United States of America and lead them down terrible roads. And uh, we seem to be incapable, Philip, of defending ourselves against any of these threats on Capitol Hill, certainly in the White House. Look, the White House is, Joe Biden got millions of dollars from the communist Chinese through his crooked crackhead son, uh, Hunter Biden. And millions of dollars, they got millions from Russia too. And all of this is no big deal to CNN and the New York Times and the Washington Post. Because the news media, as you probably know, Philip, is the most corrupt institution in the United States of America. And we're living in extraordinary times. And we are, uh, it's, I was talking to somebody yesterday, uh, who was it? And I, and I texted, I think we're on the brink of a terrible war. And I don't like to think that way, but I've been paying attention for a long time. And I grew up studying the history of the 20th century. And, uh, you know, boy, you know, remember when the corrupt, evil, sinister, criminal anti-American intelligence officials like penitentiary face Brennan signed onto that that criminal letter that was tampering with our presidential election that claimed that the uh, the reporting in the New York Post 
on the Hunter Biden laptop and the contents to, you know, Joe Biden being the big guy who gets 10% and Tony Bobulinski and all this good stuff. They reported the truth and our own intelligence community uh, undermined that and undermined uh, our election, the, the security of our election. And they said that the laptop and the reporting on it has all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. Well, I'll tell you what, the landscape across the world right now has all the earmarks of a looming catastrophe, a global calamity uh, between China and Taiwan and North Korea. And China and North Korea are helping Russia, and Russia is helping Iran, and Iran is helping Russia. And you're absolutely right about the, the armies of armies that the Iranians have fielded in Iraq, in Syria, in Lebanon, in the Gaza, in the West Bank, in Yemen, and they're all waging war against us because Iran, and I saw another idiot in our government yesterday say, well, we're not at war with Iran. And I said back to the TV uh, in a medium loud voice, they're at war with us. And Iran is very much at war with us. They're still taking hostages. And radical Islam is rising again. You know, September 11th, 2001, Philip, was just kind of a shot across our bow as far as they're concerned to alert us that they're coming for us. They haven't let up at all. They're, you know, ISIS is out there. President Trump nearly annihilated, annihilated ISIS. And he, he you know, uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden watched ISIS grow from uh, a van down by the river with five lunatics in it to a caliphate the size of Great Britain. President Sh- Trump shrunk it back down to a one-bedroom apartment and uh, now it's growing again. And look, these three Americans that were killed in Jordan, they're there as part of a, a group that's fighting ISIS in the region. And radical Islam is not done by any stretch of the imagination. And we are still their primary target. And of course, Israel, because they've got a real fixation about the Jews. And, um, you know, the world is a very, very dangerous place. Right now, it's often a very dangerous place. There, you know, there are peaks and valleys, but boy, we're in a valley and uh, the outlook on this Groundhog Day uh, might be for six centuries of winter because the, uh, the bad guys are on a tear and our president is not up to the task. Hey, Chris, one more thing. Yes, sir. You know how these leftist uh, groups attack lawyers that defend President Trump? Yeah. All those felonious 51, any company boards that put them on their board and pay them hundreds of thousands of dollars, they should be hounded to, to, to fire them and they should lose their security clearances publicly. Well, they definitely, you're, you know, you're, you're right about that. If we behaved as the left behaves and the left is very successful at canceling people and destroying people because the left destroys the, the left around the world since 1917 has done nothing but kill people and destroy things. And the left is here now and they are the Democrat party and they are academia um, and they've created more mayhem and caused more murders and more robberies and more crimes and more carjackings and defunding the police. Well, you know, releasing, I got an update on the, the uh, illegal aliens that attacked the police in New York City that the Democrats put back on the street without bail more quickly than the police could fill out the paperwork on the attacks on them. Uh, extraordinary times. Philip, you're, uh, that was a great, a great call. Um, but in spite of it all, I want you to have a great American weekend, would you? You, you too, my friend. You are the man. Keep it, keep it going. Thanks, Philip. Thank you. That was, uh, that was great stuff. Now, now, speaking of Joe Biden and the Democrats and the destruction that they caused, um, let's, go to, 
Let's go to soundbite number one, because yesterday, first Joe Biden addressed the National Prayer Breakfast, which is an annual event in Washington, D.C. And while addressing these uh, people of faith, Christians, uh, at the National Prayer Breakfast, Joe Biden is such an idiot. You know, it's like know your audience is, is the uh, try to read the room. Uh, Joe Biden. Let's remember who the hell we, who we are. We're the United States of America. Yeah, just trying to remember who the hell we are. Who the, hell, the angry, crazy old man? You know, he's just uh, uh, got to come up with a new one for him because "Get Off My Lawn" doesn't capture it. This guy, he is. I'm sorry. Do what? Get the the hell? It's the National Prayer. Did anybody tell you it's the National Prayer Breakfast? Just remember who the hell we who we are. Who the hell we who the we uh, we are? Uh, what a what a knucklehead! What a what a peanut head! Now it's uh, Joe Biden went to Michigan yesterday because he's pandering, now sucking up to the blue collar voter. Because uh, yeah, why wouldn't you vote for Joe Biden? I just read in the Washington Post today the economy isn't good; it's great. It's great. This is the greatest economy I've ever experienced, certainly, except for you know about fifty things that I could list, but. I've never seen empty grocery store shelves before. And, and of course, a lot of it is these days is the Democrats looting every place in organized mobs, orchestrated criminal actions. And uh, fortunately for them, they defunded the police. Their, their elders defunded the police, so they get to do it over and over again. And they decriminalized crime in a lot of places, too. You know, the drugs. Oh, I want to get to that, too, because Oregon where they've declared a fentanyl crisis three years after legalizing or decriminalizing all drugs. But Joe Biden went to Michigan yesterday where the Arabs and Muslims are organizing against Joe Biden. The billionaires are organizing in favor of Joe Biden, but Biden visits Michigan amid Arab community anger over Israel-Gaza war. I, you know, Are they Palestinians or just like any Arabs? And the answer is any Arabs. And Arabs in Michigan are threatening Joe Biden with political jihad. That there, you know, jihad can be is a term that can be applied in a number of ways. Biden's trip showcases his challenge, the Washington Post types on behalf of the Democrat Party, in courting a swing state with a large Arab American population. Arab, yes, American, maybe, kind of depends, Minnesota, too. President Biden made his first campaign visit to Michigan on Thursday, meeting with members of the United Auto Workers and visiting black owned a black-owned restaurant. This is the lead sentence. It, they couldn't be more racist if their goal were to be more racist. Hey, hey, Democrats, hey, White House, how can we get more racist? Now, let's go to Joe Biden there. And uh, Was it a black restaurant, really? Did they have black food? Is that different from white food? Aren't you the party of the Confederate States of America and the KKK and Jim Crow? You know, when you get to rewrite uh, history, which they do. Joe Biden in, uh, in Michigan. Now, listen to this. Again, he's illiterate. He says that, uh, oh, China, going to eat our lunch. And then uh, suddenly they're eating us instead of our lunch. Inflation's coming down. R- jobs are growing. We created 800,000 manufacturing jobs. Remember they told us we were dead. Manufacturers dead in America. No. China was going to eat our lunch. Well, guess what, man? We don't taste that good. 
I don't know, it's a mixed metaphor there. That's a textbook example of a mixed metaphor. It's like you say, it's going to eat us alive, but we don't taste so good. If you say you're going to eat our lunch, then that doesn't go to, but we don't taste so good. He, he uses the words, but they don't know what they mean. And uh, we laughed at that today. Michael and I laughed at that today because some people remember things, and Michael remembered some fun stuff this morning. Biden in 2019. China is going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. They're not a they're, they're not, they're competition for us. What? Come on, man. China is going to eat our lunch. And then uh, Biden in, in 2021, uh, two years after the last line. Last night, I was, uh, I was on the phone for two straight hours with Xi Jinping. And, uh, you know, they're going to, we don't get moving, they're going to eat our lunch. So who was it that said they're going to eat our lunch? It turns out it was you. <laughs> I got to tell you, you people. Uh, and let's go to number three, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, when he was leaving the event in Michigan last night, the media says it was a gang, a gang of Arab Americans, uh, a jihadi group outside of which we've imported. The Democrats are excited to have pockets of, of uh, jihadis in the United States, big that have political power. And uh, they were chanting a, a good old American chant. Uh, beep Joe Biden. Beep Joe Biden. We uh, can't use that word here. It's one of the uh, the seven deadly words. Uh, it was the F word, you know, just in case it uh, seems ambiguous. They're chanting, and these are, but these are the Arab American voters. They're, they're in Michigan. They're threatening Joe Biden, saying that they're going to, well, they wouldn't vote for Trump, of course, because... They're left-wing radical Islamist anti-American barbarians threatening the president of the United States, honestly. I want to share the ABC story with you coming up where Joe Biden lied to the Gold Star family. Brandon, you also told me you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. All right, now let's go to the ABC News Good Morning America story where Joe Biden lied to one of our newest Gold Star families, their daughter killed, Specialist Kennedy Sanders. Kennedy's parents in their home. Turns out a video camera from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, a newspaper, video given to ABC News, Martha Raddatz, and Joe Biden uh, throws out this big lie again. President Biden calling Oneida and Sean Sanders, whose 24-year-old daughter Kennedy was killed in the attack. I know, you know, everybody, uh, I, I know there's nothing anybody can say or do to ease the pain. I've been there. Yes, sir, we understand. My son spent a year in Iraq. That's how I lost him. My son spent a year in Iraq. That's how I lost him. Joe Biden told Marines in Japan uh, last year, my son was a major in the Army. We lost him in Iraq. That's a lie. In 2022, he said, I'm thinking about Iraq because that's where my son died. That's a lie. His son, Bo Biden, who was supposed to be the good one in the family, uh, died of a brain tumor in 2015. 
He was 46 years old. Now, he deployed to Iraq with the Delaware National Guard in 2008. 2008. He uh, came back as a, as a lawyer, by the way, in the JAG Corps, Judge Advocate General Corps. And uh, he died in 2015. He served in Iraq as a lawyer in the National Guard in 2008. Then he came back. He went on to serve a second term as the Delaware Attorney General, 2011 to 2015. And he had a mild stroke in 2010, episode of disorientation and weakness in 2013. He had an operation to remove a small lesion in his brain. He was in remission for two years. And then, sadly, he died of cancer at Walter Reed, you know, the Army Medical Center in Maryland. Uh, And he was surrounded by his family in 2015 at the age of 46. Now, that's sad. But he didn't die in Iraq. And he didn't die because he spent time in Iraq as a lawyer for the Delaware National Guard. And the burn pits didn't have anything to do with his getting brain cancer years after he was in Iraq. This is a fiction. This is a lie. And the news media, if we had a news media, they would call it. Can you imagine if Donald Trump went around repeating a lie like that, a lie so big? Uh, It's just extraordinary. And I know Joe Biden's brain, she's a broke. She's a no good. He doesn't. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what month it is. But we're supposed to have a fourth estate that holds their feet to the fire and checks them on these matters, but we don't. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.